Good morning, good afternoon, good evening squad. Welcome back if this is your first time listening to Mads Tads Beyond the Bike. I am so freaking thrilled that you somehow stumbled across this podcast where we basically just tell stories, situations, experiential learning. It's all about the journey, right? I really just want this podcast to be something that inspires you to level up and be that best version of you, recast the role of fear in your life, and swing for the friggin' fences. So hopefully up until this point, it has truly inspired you to do all those things. And yeah, I guess we'll just dive right in, right in. Where, where do we leave off? I mean, last week we were feeling good. We got back from LA. Life was grand. I mean, a little in our heads about where we are living, what we're doing with our lives, per usual, peeling the layers back. And then yet here in Boston, we are slammed with not only a snowstorm, but another lockdown for the fitness community, aka us, aka SoulCycle, aka yours truly. I mean, honestly, I was really trying to focus on what we were going to talk about this week because I'm like, how do I show up and, and keep inspiring? Like, it is truly been a challenging challenging thing. We were just starting to feel like we're getting out of the woods, the vaccines coming, all this good stuff. I just felt like the energy was good. The vibes were good. People were like really starting to come out of their shell. Maybe just a tad bit, the holiday cheer. I don't know. It just felt a little better than normal. And then whack. And so honestly, what I wanted to talk about is kind of just a realization that I came to honestly writing my last I mean not necessarily just writing my last Instagram post because that sounds really silly and honestly ridiculous, but I was really sitting in some serious introspection because obviously myself and I know so many people, restaurants, all the different communities, and really just every single person on planet earth maybe feels a lot of mixed emotions at any given moment. Just a lot of different things are coming up. And I don't know, for the last 32 years I've been on earth, maybe not all 32 years, but the last few years, I really have prided myself on being somebody that stays super positive and inspires others and really tries to be that rock and and, and step up when times are tough, if not only for myself, but for others as well. And so when we got reshut down again this week, you know, yes, there's a silver lining because we are still open in the suburbs at a very reduced capacity. And yes, we can still kind of ride our bikes and do the things that we love to do sort of, kind of, sort of, we'll call it kind of, sort of, but really nothing looks like it used to look like. And I'm finding the emotion, the way I described it was I'm really straddling between the emotion of being really grateful, but also really pissed off. I mean, pissed off is really how I feel because, you know, I want to I'm so grateful for my health and my family and where, you know, the ability to still sort of work and make money. And it's really easy for people to clap back with, you know, you could be worse off. You should be grateful because you, you know, look at all that you have and some people have nothing. And I really think that's just like I call bullshit on that because, of course, it can always be worse. You can always play the glass half empty whatever negative narrative you want. But I'm just saying overall it is really, really, I mean, it's a shit sandwich. 
it's a shit sandwich with no toppings. And every time we think we're going to get a strawberry milkshake at the end, like there's some form of light at the end of the tunnel, the other shoe drops. And it's almost like we're all shell shocked. We're like accustomed to the fact of like when something remotely good happens, we're just waiting for something bad to happen or, you know, another rollback of the rules or the rules change. Like it truly is like the Hunger Games is so spot on to our lives. It's like actually kind of creepy, like actually not okay with it. It really feels like the moment we get a leg up or we start to kind of be able to expand on this quote-unquote new normal that we keep talking about when really it's not the new normal it is just our lives the gamekeepers switch the game board around or send hacker jackers or whatever the hell out a tidal wave <laughs> whatever I haven't watched the movie in a little while maybe I should watch it or maybe I shouldn't because it will make my imagination go crazy and I'll probably have nightmares trying to like outrun whatever those scary dogs were at the end um <laughs> the end of the first movie sorry if I ruined it for you But yeah, it just, we're really, it's like, I feel like the other side is really near and we're going to come out of it. Like we have to, this isn't going to be our entire lives forever, but it's really tough when we're going on over almost a year of it. You know, I've had a lot of interesting conversations this week, obviously, because soul outside in 19 degrees. Yes, it was 19 degrees this week in Boston. It is one of the only places that is still open. I think Barry's Outdoors is open, very low capacity, but still sort of trying to keep things moving for the good of everyone involved. But for the most part, a lot of the fitness industry is shut down. And something that really came up for me this week were habits. I had a couple different phone calls. And when I say habits, I mean, you know, the gratitude practices, the things we do to keep ourselves in that flow state, to vibrate in the middle, to keep us feeling good in the really good times or the really bad times. It's like that even keel, that state of flow. And I know we've talked about this before, but it really got me to thinking this week on straddling the two, being really, really grateful but also being able to be really angry and really mad and really pissed off and calling bullshit on a situation that just feels insurmountable. So the post I was talking about was from earlier this week, and it's basically talking about how I personally feel like we're straddling the emotions. I've always been a firm believer that you cannot have gratitude when you also have anxiety or fear or anger or sadness. It's a lot harder to stay in those motion emotions, the bad emotions, the negative, the bad lands, as I like to call it, the swamp land, the bathroom floor, whatever you your name for it is. It's, re- it's really hard to stay there when you are also in a, a state of gratitude, a state of flow, and a state of love. But what I'm really coming to find out is this pandemic is really making us have to straddle both a little bit. Because yes, I can be so grateful for my health and my family being healthy and my friends being healthy and having some quasi version of my job and having health. Like there's so many things I can be super grateful for, but also be super fucking angry about the situation because it feels like it it feels like it's never ending. It feels like the labyrinth. It sometimes feels like Sisyphus rolling the rock up the hill. And the second you get up there and you think you're going to have a break, it rolls back down on you. And that is super, super challenging and really just, it's exhausting. So honestly, that in itself is really just interesting and different because you can be both. 
You can be really grateful, but you can also kind of be pissed off. You can be really grateful, but you can be really upset and sad and allow yourself that space and know that the emotions that you feel are so valid because the times are so trying. They really are. And I know they will get better and I'm hopeful of that because I'm a person that lives with a lot of hope and and, and really always tries to turn my face towards the light. But I can also say that it is a little dark right now and it is a little freaky and scary. And I, I, I know for me, what makes the biggest difference is the daily habits and the things that I know can turn my attitude around, can turn my day around, can turn my emotions around. And these are them. Number one, a gratitude practice. And I know I get it. I get it because I used to be that girl. I used to be that girl that said journaling is stupid. It doesn't make sense. It's so silly. It's such a waste, a waste of time. And I can hear this little voice in the back of my head saying, if you don't have time to journal, then you have time to feel like shit. And it really is true. And I never believed it until I started to do it until I made it a real practice. And I mean a practice that stuck, a practice I don't skip. And on the days I skip it, it is the most noticeable thing to realize that something is off. And what I mean by that, and I get this question often, and I had a conversation with my good friend, Ryan. She's been on the podcast before. So if you actually haven't listened to my episode with Ryan, go back and listen to that because it's it's unbelievable. Her story is unbelievable. But, you know, we were talking about Mads. How do you stay? How do you stay doing your practices? Like, yes, there are days where I don't feel like my gratitude practice is necessary in the sense where I feel great. I feel good. Things are going my way. I got the big write up in the soul email, whatever the hell the scenario is. In fact, that's when you're most likely to abandon all of your practices and habits and things that make you feel good because your ego starts to go off like I'm good I don't need all these things and that is so far from the truth the last book I read by Rachel Hollis didn't see that coming she said something that really stuck with me I mean there was good things and bad things I'm a huge Rachel Hollis fan so take it or leave it sister your gratitude practice makes the good days great and the bad days tolerable. And that really stuck with me because I feel like when we're feeling good, we're feeling great, that is when we are most likely to abandon all the things that got us to that point because of our egos, right? But it reminds me a lot of car insurance. Now, car insurance is super fucking expensive and it doesn't make sense. I'm paying all this money and I'm driving good. Why do I need health insurance? Oh, no. Woo, Freudian slip, but that could be the same thing. (laughs) We pay all this money for car insurance in case shit happens. You know, I think of that part in that old Chris Rock movie, Down to Earth. He goes on this rant about insurance in case shit happens. But that is essentially what your gratitude practice is. Your movement practice, your exercise, all the things that make you feel good are that insurance. So when shit hits the fan, when there's that accident, when there's that trip up, when there's that thing that goes wrong, you revert back to that thing, that insurance, that gratitude practice, that that's what keeps you steady. That's what keeps you going. That's what helps you from not letting the whole freaking thing fall out like the rug gets swept out from under you because you have all these different things that can bring you back I mean that's what car insurance is right we pay all this money and we don't ever see it working but the second we get into an accident it's there for us same with the gratitude practice on my great days it's really hard I'm like wow I had a really great 
perfectly made coffee at Dunkin'. But then on the bad days, I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful for, and it starts to just flow out of you because you don't realize what you're grateful for, right? Pain makes you pay attention. So sometimes when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the pain, when you're in the sorrow, when you're in the anger, when you're in the madness, when you're in the bad lands, you really start to exercise your heart your heartstrings a little bit, get out of your head and get into your heart. You start to really realize the things that matter and the things you are super grateful for. And you return to love and you return to that gratitude. And that's the cyclical pattern of the circle of gratitude. Yes, I do think you can straddle it all. I can feel grateful and angry. I can feel sad, super pissed off. I can be really, really happy with how far I've come this year and how hard I fought, but I can also be super disappointed for the opportunities that I've lost. You can feel all the things. Are you still with me? Awesome. The other thing I think makes a huge difference is movement. Working out, moving your body, having some form of physical fitness. And I am a living, breathing proof of this currently as my class sizes have been downsized. I feel a super resistance to working out right now, to moving my body. I think that during this pandemic, I've just, I've shown up, I did the Instagram lives, I did it all, and I am just really not passionate. I don't think about teaching fitness right now. I'm just not, it's not my jam. And I actually shot the shit out of someone on a call the other day because I was like, I actually fucking hate teaching fitness. Like, Teaching physical fitness. I love Soul Cycle. That's why I do it. That's why I am who I am within Soul Cycle. I love it. I love dancing on a bike. I love the company. I freaking bleed yellow. But to teach a squat or teach, like, no, it's not in me. And, and maybe that's just the resistance I feel to it right now because it feels so desperate. Everybody's so desperate to like find some way to work out. And I get it because we've had the gyms. We've had our happy places stripped from us. I get it. So I right now have these days off where I I can't go to a gym. I, I can drive out to the burbs and do berries, which I 100% intend to do. But, you know, moving your body is very difficult to do traditionally, whether it be boutique fitness, taking a class, going to the gym, going swimming, go, whatever it is, playing playing recreational sports. You can't go play pickleball, uh, tennis. I mean, if you live somewhere nice, power to you. Put that in the pros list of where to move so you can be outside and be in the ocean and things like that. But here in Boston, you can't do very much, very limited. Can't even run the stands at Harvard because there's so much snow, okay? So, it is very noticeable the days I get up and move my body and I'm in movement and the endorphins that are released from taking even that, even going on a one mile walk or run when you wake up before you tackle your emails or your Instagram or start DMing or start the, start the day of quote unquote work. If you move your body, I guarantee you, I, I put my life on it. 10 times out of 10, you will feel so much better. And I truly, 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 truly can't hammer that home enough. You are the best version of you in movement because movement is 100% medicine. And I really think of the part in Legally Bond, this is just to keep it comical and light, where Elle Woods is like, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people don't just shoot their husbands. Like I can hear that little quote from that movie in my head when I think about the difference 
even I have in an attitude, in an aura, in an energetic way of showing up when you've been in movement versus not being in movement. It, it really is a huge game changer. Moving your, move your damn body. Move your damn body. Um, those I think are the two, two of the most important and, and there's an array of others that kind of go without saying and yet we neglect them. Like nourish your body, drink water. How many times have I gotten told 3 p.m. and I have a pounding migraine, I feel like I can't even see straight and I'm like, oh, you didn't drink any water today, dumbass. So there, all of those things go without saying, but even still it's been super trying because we're stressed out so we're not eating or we're super stressed out so we're overeating and it's like trying to find the balance between all of it is just really crazy. It's crazy. And so I'd say nourish your body the best you can. Find find the joy. Find what sparks joy and, and, and who makes you laugh and what makes you laugh. Something so silly. I watched the hangover part two the other night and I was laughing my ass off and I couldn't remember the last time I laughed like that where my stomach hurt. I was laughing so hard. Find those things. Call those people. If you know you have someone really funny in your life, give them a call. Try to try to spark that joy and find those pockets of laughter and friendliness, whatever it is. It's we have to be seekers of that to the highest of our ability and now. Whereas before it might have just come easy. We bump into people on the street. We're going to different events. We're going to that cool dinner at Lululemon or whatever it is, or you know, meeting people at Trattoria Panino in the North End and bumping into people at our boutique fitness. Whatever it was that used to fill our cup up, so what seemingly so effortlessly before now we have to work at it. We have to make it a thing. We have to really work. You got to work for it now and it's super exhausting and you've got to stay consistent because I know that that is the key and that's been the key all along. We beat that to a pulp, the consistency, the repetition of it, doing the gratitude practice every day, moving your body in some way, shape or form every day, nourishing your body, having a good laugh, like all this is what makes up the whole, the whole, the whole thing makes it, makes it whole, makes you feel good, makes you show up as that best version of you. And it looks different for every single person. I'm not saying that every single person should do this or that. You have to find what makes you the best version of you and I cannot give you the the be-all end-all prescription for that it's like you have to try things on for yourself it's kind of like going in the dressing room sometimes you try on 50 pairs of jeans sometimes you try on one you gotta find and figure out your own Goldilocks complex this is too much this is too little this is just right and find that flow state that good that good good. <laughs> you know, I feel like I've talked about those things so many times, but I find that maybe we just got to talk about it again. We got to hammer them home. And so I hope that resonated with you in some way, shape, or form today that you can carry this with you into this holiday weekend. Happy Hanukkah to everyone that celebrated Hanukkah last week. And a very Merry Christmas to those of you looking forward to the holidays. And I know it might look different, but I've truly never resonated with the movie The Grinch, the ending, so much as an adult where 
came without packages and boxes and bags and it's not about the presents and it's not about all the things it's it's really about the emotion of the holidays it's about the love and the gratitude and hopefully we can carry that into the rest of this week going into the holidays and hopefully up into new year's eve I'll be talking to you before then, hanging out with you before then, and giving you my last podcast of 2020. Holy shit. Probably next week. Sit tight for that one. And in the meantime, do you do the things that fill up your cup. Find the joy. Find the laughter. Be a seeker of the positive good vibes. Stay away from the bad lands. May you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless.